It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. Oh, God! Nobody! Nobody's ever... What? Nobody's ever done that! A podcast focusing on AEW. Two! No! That doesn't mean our hosts won't go down rabbit holes and end up talking about other promotions. Let's, let's rewind because I like to go down rabbit holes. But they try to keep focused on AEW. I told you, we can't go down rabbit holes. Join Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and Paul Zartman. I don't have control, do I? As they recap this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. If we went off matches here, I'd be champion. If, if some bucks were candy nuts, it'd be Christmas all the time. Don't forget to listen to the Kicking Out podcast wherever it is you listen to your other podcast and if you're listening on apple podcast be sure to give the kicking out podcast that five star rating these boys want to be five star kop don't forget to check out kickingoutshop.com it's your place to go for great merchandise from the kicking out podcast that way you can support a great podcast and look fantastic doing so get that dude some pants this is the first boys a rabbit hole in the closing and now let's get right into it it's another episode of the kicking out podcast It's Wednesday night. It's March 22nd, 2023. I got the month right this week, Paul. Yes, you did. Tanner Lee here back with another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast with my co-host Paul Zartman, our other co-host. Austin Shepard will not be joining us tonight. He's in the air as we speak. Yeah, apparently you're not supposed to do podcasts from the air. That'd be difficult. I'd like to see him try, though. He could have at least sent us a picture of what he's drinking. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 you know, we start the segment, but what are we drinking tonight, Shep? Well, what are you drinking tonight, Paul? Uh, Jasmine Special Sweet Tea. Well, that's more exciting than what I got. I got Kroger Purified Drinking Water. Woo! Living it up tonight. Yes. Yeah, I got to give props to Jasmine. She makes probably the best sweet tea I've ever had. Uh, I'm a big fan of sweet tea, so I'm a little jealous of you. I should have. I had some sweet tea in the fridge. Should have grabbed it, but I just grabbed water. Actually, I had some alcohol. It crossed my mind to drink some in honor of Shep tonight, but I didn't have any tequila, so yeah, I would have just had to settle for a beer. But speaking of what are we drinking, we got some new T-shirts on kickingoutshop.com, which let me see if I can do this. Let me see if I can share my screen here. Yeah, I know. I, I can't. But I have them brought up because I was going to talk about them later on in the show. But I mean, if we're going there first, we'll yeah, start. Let's off just the go there first, hole. right? Why not? Yeah, right. Nothing not? wrong with going down another rabbit hole. I hope everybody can see my screen. I don't know, uh, but here is uh, kickingoutshop.com. Of course, we have the uh, NWO inspired uh, spray paint T-shirts and hoodies there. Uh, then you got the coffee mugs. And if you come down here, you see some of our new T-shirts. What are we drinking with a tequila bottle? A rabbit hole. KOP logo rabbit hole there. Another, I'm going down another rabbit hole. That's just for ship. If I had the pencil, you know, all wrestling fans, we, we want the pencil from now, now and then. Get the dude some pants. Shout out to one of our favorite referees on Wednesday nights. Yeah, we got five-star KOP right there because we always want to be five stars. And, Paul, I added some more things this evening. I don't know if you saw this or not. Yes, I did uh, just now. We got beanies, we got snapback hats, and we got trucker-style hats. So, a whole new collection added to the kickingoutshop.com. Go support a great podcast and look great doing so. We'd really appreciate it. And if yes. you order through the end of March, 
and use code MARCH23. That's in all caps. You get free shipping on your order. Once again, that ends in nine days on March 31st. Yes. So order it now. Don't wait. Correct. Correct. Order it now or you're going to miss out on a good deal. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, and, of course, we still got the classic stuff up there, too, as well. The uh, the original zip-up hoodies, the uh, sweatshirt, the hoodies, tank tops, T-shirts, all sorts of good stuff. So check out Kicking Out Shop. And, uh, yeah, like you said, support our great podcast and look great doing so. And if you're a... Uh... User of Pro Wrestling Tees, we got shirts on there too that you can only get on Pro yes. Wrestling Tees. Uh, we normally just use our kickingoutshop.com, but when we started the podcast, we used Pro Wrestling Tees. So we do have some designs on there as well that you can't get anywhere else. So. Yes. Yeah. So lots of great stuff, lots of great ways to support the Kicking Out podcast and help us grow, help us spread the word. Um, I, every time I go into Kroger and I've always got like an AEW shirt or something on, um, my favorites when I go in with my Young Bucks uh, zip-up hoodie. There's always this one cashier bagger guy, and he's like, hey, love the shirt. Every time, I'm like, yeah, check out the Kicking Out podcast. Yep. One one person at a time. We just need the word to spread, and we'll be right where we want to be. So, yeah, we enjoy bringing it to you live on our YouTube and uh, Twitter account every Wednesday night right after Dynamite, and uh, we don't plan on stopping anytime soon so tell your friends yeah yeah all right we ready to get into tonight's dynamite i'm ready to dive in head first fun show tonight okay well don't dive too hard you might end up in an ambulance like the young bucks <laughs> oh what a way to start the show oh, i man. Two, two weeks in a row i like how they start the show you know this was a unique one yes. we we see show opens up and Cutler's in the back of an ambulance and find out that Matt Jackson's in there and he's telling Hangman who's on the phone to someone go with Nick. Then we see Nick Jackson getting wheeled out on a stretcher. He gets loaded in the ambulance. The Hangman decides to go with him, which the crowd popped at. And Kenny Omega wanted to, but that sneaky Uncle Creepy Don Callis grabbing Kenny and holding him back so he can't go. He doesn't want him to be distracted by his friends. Yeah, and uh, we, we find out later, and we'll get more into it, but apparently Nakazawa went at some point, too. Oh, he's a big help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be right but, there with the, the laptop typing in all the information for everybody. But I loved this. A different way to start the show, just adding layers. That's what I want. You know, everybody's praising the, the bloodline story over in WWE, which, rightfully so, it's been a fantastic story. If this is kind of AEW's version, you know, adding layers on top of layers, picking up where they left off years ago. So, awesome. Perfect way to start the show. Absolutely. And then we start out with a, a banger of an opener match. Uh-oh. One more thing before we get there. I did not, know, not notice this in lifetime, but I did on Twitter. You know, the IWC points out stuff I missed. Oh, yeah. Did you catch the tables to the right of the ambulances tonight? I did not. There were tables up against a production truck blocking out a certain somebody's face on the truck. Oh, okay. All right. So they yeah. haven't rewrapped the truck yet. No, that, that certain somebody's CM Punk. And, yes. you know, at first people are like, oh, that, how do you know it's the same truck? Well, people found pictures of the truck, and indeed it's Jade Cargill, then Punk, then, then Matt Jackson, I believe. And you could see Matt Jackson's face. 
than tables and part of Jade's face because part of her face was covered up by tables. So, you know, IWC ran wild with it. Some people are like, oh, you guys are being children. You're putting too much uh, thought into this. And other people are like, eh. So. I mean, it makes sense if you don't mm-hmm. want. This can go two ways here. You you don't want people to acknowledge punk because you don't know what's going on with him at the time. But then again, this is a way to test how much attention the fans pay if you were to go that direction and go, okay, the fans are still interested in him. Yes, and um, you know, his his name keeps it gets brought up every week around the internet wrestling community and Dex Harwood had an interview with uh, Fightful just recently, which I think the full interview is coming out soon, but they, they uh, posted on select some inserts from the interview and Dax says he still talks to punk every day and he knows for a fact punk still loves pro wrestling. And he may sound like punk will wrestle again someday, but doesn't know for yeah. who. Um, and, and even punk has said on his social medias in not so direct terms, but I'll wrestle again just to, you know, piss you off. Right. And, and uh, Sean Rossap did say um, in the next coming days, he will have uh, his biggest update on punk. He's had yet. So okay. interested to see what he's going to report. So. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. One week, my gut tells me he's coming back one week. It tells me he's not. So um, I'll just say, whether he comes back or not, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Well said. Yep. <laughs> All right. So uh, to start off the match or the show, we get a, a trios match. We're seeing more and more trios, which we talked when the trios titles were first introduced. There's not a whole lot of trios matches going on. And now it seems like there's two or three a week. Sometimes it, it definitely feels like their emphasis is on the trios division rather than the tag division, at least momentarily, oh. currently. Yes, far. Um, and that uh, first trios match is uh, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Sting. Sting! Taking on, on the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. I liked Orange Cassidy's face paint tonight. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> I think everybody just loves the chance to throw on some face paint to honor Sting and do it their own way. Even if it's just an O and a C. Yes, because sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> uh, as we get towards the end of the match, Sting starts by dropping everyone in sight. As Sabian gets set into the Scorpion Deathlock, but Butcher and Blade beat him down until Alan charges in throws hands towards them. He drops them both with a double coffin from the middle rope, but he then eats a knee to the face from Sabian, who is then hit with a stun dog millionaire himself as he then dives out at the blade. Cassidy then does the same, but dives into the butcher and inside the ring, the scorpion death drop is connected on Sabian. One, two, three. Fun opener. I mean, it was predictable. You knew Orange, Darby, and Sting. You knew they weren't going to lose. Uh, and Sting's, you knew Sting was picking up the victory. Right. Uh, Sting's first uh, match back on Dynamite in, in quite some time. A lot of fun start, st- spots. Uh, Sting doing the slow kicks like OC and doing the slow chest pound was 
fantastic and his roll around the ring. Yep. Corner I, to corner. You can just tell the guy's having the time of his life in his final run. And and I hate that his final run's coming to a close because he has been just a joy to watch on um, these last few years in AEW and used so much better than I could ever imagine he was gonna be used when he signed with the company. He just turned sixty four two days ago. I know. I know. Sixty four. I know. And he can still go. He can still go. I mean, they're they're smart with who they put him in to work with and what kind of matches he works. You know, he doesn't do singles matches. He did that one cinematic match, but besides that, he does tags and trios, and um, it's just been fun. And like 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 I said, you can tell how much fun he's having. I'm really interested to see how he goes out. Got to think Darby's got to be part of it somehow. Well. That's interesting that you say that because post-match Darby stares up the double or nothing banner in the arena. Then we see a video package uh, with all the pillars discussing why they deserve a shot while MJF is shown telling them they have to earn it. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to go, you know, a fatal four way or four way match, a double or nothing, that'd be great with the pillars, but that's a little over two months. That's a long time to tell that story. Um, well, I mean, that's that's how you could build them right. earning it. Right. Um, I would say out of those three of the four pillars that are possible contenders, if they did choose one, I bet they go with Jack Perry. But that's just me speculating. Um, even even um, aside from that, I don't think Double or Nothing will be the end of Sting's run. I, I would think it'll be later on in the year. But Okay. I could be surprised. I don't know. Well, see, I, I was going to say you could do like a um, Darby doesn't get picked and it's a, a triple threat match. Sammy, Jack, MJF. Sting says, look, you deserve a match at double or nothing. I think it's my time to retire. Let's put on one more match, you and I. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. I'd like to see just one singles match from him before he, before he hangs it up, but... Also, and be interested. I, maybe he, maybe he sticks around after his contract's up and does a backstage role. But who knows? He might just want to finally be done too. It, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with him being done and being a part-time backstage no. help. You know, like, hey, if you guys need something, give me a call. I'm a text, a call away. But I'm going to be spending more time at home than I am backstage. Right. Right. So, I mean, it was when he debuted at the end of 2020. It was a shock to everybody and. The way Tony's used him has been it's been awesome. Been, yes. been awesome. We went from having him every week to going, man, I'm so tired of seeing Sting on TV. Not that it's you know tiring because it's Sting, but it's just like, come on. To right. now when he's on, it's like, man, I miss seeing Sting on TV every week. Yeah, went from we were scared he was going to be overused to all of a sudden within the last year he's jumping off barricades and and and, and doing high spots and things we never seen steam do yeah. before and it's just a just a reinvention of his character in a way and it's been it's been fun to see darby's rubbed off on him in some ways and yes and, and and tony does a great job using the legends he's done a great job with sting he's done a heck of a job with jeff jarrett since he debuted late last year so paul i gotta go down our first rabbit hole tonight uh rumors are swirling out there bill goldberg is a free agent he is done with WWE. Tony Khan has been speculated to be interested in possibly t- 
talked he has possibly had talks with Bill's camp because Bill's been a free agent since early January. So this is not new new news. Um, it's new news to a lot of us that don't cover wrestling on an everyday basis, like the Sean Ross Saps and Dave Meltzer's of the world. But um, so with with how Tony's used Sting and Double J, would you be willing to see Bill Goldberg become all elite? No. 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 Yeah, I think I'm there with I, you. Even, even though that was one of my bold predictions for 2023, and if I somehow get that right, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. I'm going to hand you the belt, and I will never chal- I will not challenge for it full, full, for a full year. All right. All right. I said that on March 22nd, 2023 at 10.35 p.m. <laughs> yep. Bill Goldberg debuts in AEW. Tanner is the new KOP champion, and I cannot uh, challenge for it for a year. Well, now you're going to have me chanting Goldberg and wanting Goldberg to come in. and it, 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 Okay. Say he does, though. Okay. Say say he does. What would you want to see Goldberg do in AEW? I, I have two two things I'd like to see him do, but I don't know if he'd do it. Put over some young talent, but... I want to see him put over Hobbs and especially Wardlow. Yeah, I mean... Okay, if if Goldberg comes in, you've got to pair him with somebody like Wardlow. Kind of like Sting is with Darby. That's the only way I'm really comfortable even with Goldberg coming in. Because Wardlow gets so much of that, oh, it's Batista 2.0. I think if you put somebody like Goldberg with him, you kind of start to see a little bit of that separation. Because remember, for a while, Batista got that he was Goldberg 2.0. So, that's just Yeah, me. Goldberg, I mean, he's king of the five-minute match. But I, you know, at first when he came back to the WWE and I don't know, it was 2016, 2017, it was fun. You know, that first that match with Brock was fun. Even him winning the title over Owens, eh. But his match at that WrestleMania, I think it was 33 with Lesnar, was actually one of his longer matches and pretty good. But then after that, it was like every time he came back, it wasn't good. The The match with The Undertaker and Saudi was hard to watch and scary for both performers. I mean, the guy knocked himself out and kept going through it. And just sometimes Bill can be a little dangerous in the ring. Ask, ask Bret Hart. Exactly. So, And I, I was know, a big I, Goldberg mark when I was a kid. I so, wasn't. You weren't? I really wasn't, no. I, I was more of the uh, HBK Triple H DX okay. style. I'm a DX mark. I'll admit that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, I was, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, I was, you know, six, seven, eight years old when I was watching Monday Night Wars. And I watched both, but I was probably a little more pro WCW than I was WWF. Yeah, and I was more F always. Yeah. I don't know. I just... WCW is a good product. I just immediately was drawn towards, you know, The Rock. Well, yeah, it was more edgy content. So, um, but I just had to go down that rabbit hole because rumors are swirling online and interesting. It's interesting discussion to be had. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's something that I didn't catch live that happened during the show tonight. Uh, Brandon Cutler sent Excalibur a text accusing the Blackpool Combat Club of attacking the Bucks at the start of the show. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody 
we kind all, of put two and two together. Yeah, um, we all speculated that, but I didn't catch that Excalibur read a tweet from Cutler. I didn't either. Um, I feel bad for Excalibur if Cutler's got his phone number. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I like I like BCC as a heel group. It's it's growing on pretty fast. Yuta needs to make the turn the rest of the way. He, he's like in turn three. He's getting close. Tonight was as close as we've seen. So yeah, but he still was a little hesitant at times, and and that kind of might be part of the story, Paul. It might be them trying to fully convert him because you know uh, Claudio's still out there barking orders at Yuta like they're still trying to get him convinced that this is what they need to do. Mox is full. He's full. <laughs> Mox was the first one to go. What are you talking yep. about? Yep. That was supposed to happen a long time ago, I think, in AEW. Oh, yeah. Just like his vacation was supposed to happen a long time ago. What vacation? Exactly. He got he got an extension and a big old pay raise. So Every time I'm like, all right, here's how you write him off TV. He shows up the next Wednesday. Right. Right. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> no rest uh, for Mox. Yeah. Um, up next was the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Guns versus Top Flight. Very predictable match, unfortunately. Um, it's not time for the Guns to drop it yet. Uh, but as we get close to the end, Dante looks for a nosedive, but Colton grabs the boot until Darius wipes him out with a dive outside the ring. Dante nails the nosedive, but Colton scrambles back at the last second to break it up. Meanwhile, outside the ring, the kingdom appear and start beating up Darius. This leads to Dante running into a shatter machine when he is distracted, so the champions retain. Yep, I, I like uh, them incorporating a little ROH in there. Um, I think mm-hmm. Top Flight's going to be a featured act in ROH, and I think they can do really well there. In the Kingdom's definitely an ROH act. Maria Kanellis, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven. Um, so I like that. It was a, it was a way to get the guns over but not make Top Flight look weak. I thought exactly. that was good. And then the guns, you know, using Shatter Machine so you knew what was coming up next. Even when they went to commercial break previewing the match, I'm like, I'm like top guys are coming out after the match. Oh, yeah. You just knew they are going to – music hit, crowd popped – they had a microphone in the hand. Um, Colton had a microphone in the hand, so they go back and forth on the mic in a while. For a while, FTR wants a shot at the tag team titles, but Austin Gunn's saying they're not gonna. No matter what, they're not doing it. Um, you had something to say? Oh, I, I I thought you were gonna jump right ahead to the the final stipulation. There, no, not it? yet, not yet. Uh, Dash brings up that okay, we'll we'll fight you guys for the titles. If we lose, we'll never challenge for the titles again. I was like, no. Like I'm, there's nothing you can do. So then Dax takes over and finally says, "All right, how about this? If you guys beat us for the tag team titles, we will we'll quit, quit AEW." Which is perfect timing on the stipulation because Dax, and the guy knows what he's doing. He tweeted out just a day or two ago that him and Cash over the weekend have decided what they're going to do come April. They can't legally announce it yet because contracts and all that legal. Jonder. Um but with that, with the rumors going around, you know, speculation where are they gonna go, are they gonna go back to WWE, are they gonna stay in AEW, are they gonna go on the independent scene, are they gonna go to New Japan, blah 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 blah. Perfect timing for this kind of stipulation on the match. But I wanna know, Paul, on March twenty second, twenty twenty three, what do you think the outcome of this match is? And there said, where do you think FTR's next move is? 
See, that's where I'm like, man, I don't know. Because I want to see the the mark in me wants to see them win. We all do. want to see them stay with AEW so that we they all do. continue to go to these other promotions, travel yes. the world, go to the indies if they want to, and do whatever they want. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe they deserve a chance to just take some time off and maybe just work the indies if they want to, or maybe just work New Japan or AAA or whatever it is that they want to do. But going back to uh, FTR with Dax, when Dax says, wherever we land next is where we end our career, I want that to be with AEW. I do too, and... He's such a smart businessman, and he's such a diehard pro wrestling fan. He knows what he's doing because not only was the speculation announced tonight, and he announced he does the tweet about him and Cash making a decision. This week's episode or today's episode that came out for this week is on Triple H. So he just he's stirring the pot. I love it. He's stirring the pot. He knows what he's doing. I ultimately do think they stick with AEW, and I think they take the titles off the guns, and we and we eventually get FTR Bucks three. Yes, I, I, I do too. I would love to see it. It would be fantastic. Let's hope we're correct. Because yeah, it will be quite. I'll agree with you. It, thank you. It'll be, uh, you should do it more often. It, it, uh, it'll be no. quite the reaction from the crowd either way. Because they're yeah. going to rejoice if they win or if they lose. They're going to be devastated because then that most likely means that they are legit kayfabe done with. Yep. Or shoot done with AEW, I should say. Yep. Yep. I don't even want to think about that. That's a rabbit hole we're not going to go down tonight. Nope. Nope. Close that <laughs> one up. Yeah, because Shep would be mad at us for talking FTR sure without him. Sure he would. <laughs> All right. Next, Jade Cargill is shown backstage being interviewed by Renee. As she says, uh, Valkyrie had the audacity to use her finisher, so Mark Sterling reveals they've got a ceased and desist letter for her to stop using it. Layla Gray says she will personally hand it over on Friday. Two things from this segment real quick. One, Mark says, I already sent it to you. And then Layla says, I'll personally deliver it to you. Two, that was a huge logo. <laughs> that letterhead was ginormous. It took up half the page. Yes, I think the cease to desist was smaller overall. Oh, it was. Yeah. And the letterhead was. Yeah, usually the letterhead's small logo, then you got the line, then you got the important wording. But yeah, I popped right yeah. away when he said, here's my letterhead. So yeah. uh, I thought it was like a cover sheet. Besides that, typical J promo, it was fine. It was is what it is, um, was what it was, whatever however you want to say that Ty Valkyrie though back on Rampage which is Saturday night this week because of the NCAA tournament so Rampage against uh, Layla Gray should be a good one building a story for Jade and Ty, Ty I like that I like that build it up a little bit don't just have her jump right into it right and uh, you know uh, I'm I'm gonna go on record and say originally I did not pick Statlander to be the person to hold the belt at the end of the year but Statlander's always been one of my quick picks to take the belt off of Jade. With her injury and not really sure when, Taya Valkyrie is the perfect replacement. 
to take the belt yeah, off. Of yeah, I got it. You know, I say this quite often when we get new debuts in AW in the women's division, or, or we have a new up up and comer challenge. Jade. It's like if not this gal, who? If not this gal, who? You know, it's kind of Athena. Athena. That's where Shep. Uh, it killed him at one of the pay-per-views. I forget which was. It might have been full gear with his predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it was either all out or full gear. I don't remember which one it was. He went I, full yeah. in, backfired on him. That's how he lost the title So, um, in our predictions. So, yeah, I mean, Jaden's like 54-0 or whatever she is. I think it's, she's 54-0. And if it's not Tyra or if it's not Valkyrie, I – I don't know. They would, it would, you have to look over the women's division again. And whenever Jade does lose it, they gotta they gotta bump her up and have her go for the big gold though, because they're using her well. But I think at the same time they could use her even better than they are. Okay, so here's what I want to see happen. All right, she's made mention how she'd love to go to New Japan with right. uh, Brian and train over there. Brian says it'd be really good for her. Mm-hmm. So here's what I want to see happen. She loses the TBS championship. She goes on a losing streak. Several weeks, month, two months in a row. She can't pick up the victory no matter what she does. Everything she tries. She she can't even get to the point where she can hit Jaded. Or when she does, they somehow kick out of it. This leads to her having a breakdown. We ship her off TV for a while. She goes, does her thing in New Japan, comes back as the new Jade that I think anybody who knows what New Japan's capable of doing knows that if Jade goes over there and does any work in New Japan, even if it's for a month, she's going to come back a completely different wrestler. So we let her go do that thing, have her come back, show that she's changed, let her demonstrate her new moveset because you know she's going to have one, and then put her straight into the title picture. Have her start at the bottom and just work her way up the rankings, just knocking out every single woman on the way. Interesting creative. You definitely need the shirt if I had the pencil. Um, that's that's definitely the shirt for you, Paul, uh, yes. as I hold a pen in my hand, wagging it around. Um, no, not bad at all. Um, I just don't know if they'll do that because I think they view her as such a unique talent. I don't know if they'd have her lose that many times in a row, you know. Well, I know, but, you know. It's not bad, though. Not bad pitch at all. We both thought that she had a better record than she did. I think they're actually being realistic. They're not giving her a Goldberg record, so. Uh, Yet. You know, the next week, all of a sudden, Goldberg had nine more wins than he did the week before. House shows. Two house shows. House shows and indies. Yeah, yeah. He's pulling double duty. Yeah. He had 12 matches in, you know, three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was just, that was, that was prime WCW right there. Yeah. And that's why we don't allow him to have the pencil. True. <laughs> uh, up next, we get uh, the match that I was looking forward to. <laughs> I know you were looking forward to this. And mm-hmm. we think, I think Shep. This is the only match Shep wanted to see tonight. And that was the no disqualification match. Stokely Hathaway versus Hook. Cold-hearted, handsome devil. That's Calvert calls him. Before the match starts, Stokely Hathaway reveals he spoke to Dr. Simpson and is not medically cleared to compete. 
He is announcing that he is retiring from competing, <laughs> and he hands Justin Roberts his doctor's note, which, if you caught it real quick, it says he's sick. <laughs> in black sharpie uh roberts reveals that it's just a receipt from wing stop and so it gets <laughs> ripped up and the match begins as hathaway sprints away into the crowd as hook gives chase and the ftw champion gets him and launches hathaway back over the barricade real quick i want to give a shout out to the security guards tonight um for being extremely athletic uh, after the tag match, um, the kingdom kind of struggled to get over the barricade, yep. and the security guard just hops right over the chair yeah, over did. the barricade onto the floor. The security guard that followed Hook and Hathaway back over, like, leaps and lands sitting in the chair. I'm like, you guys are amazing tonight. Yeah, they got some good ones. They were on their game tonight. Yeah. Uh I want to say back and forth action, but it was mainly hook action throughout this. Hathaway got his, one his, thing, his, his fire extinguisher. His version of Suplex City. <laughs> and uh, we thought Hook was going for a pin at one point, and he breaks up the three count. So me being the smart ass I was, Logan was watching with me, and I went, oh, he kicked out. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And he looked at me like, what? And about that point in time, Hook rolls into red rum and the ref immediately stops the match. Yep. Yep. I, I don't Backstage, think we're going to see Stokely back in the ring anytime soon. He, he tried to retire. Okay. He yeah, wanted to well, retire. Now he gets to retire on one. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Matt Hardy is shown telling Ethan Page that he needs to avenge Stokely Hathaway with a match down the line. And uh, Page says, Write up the contract. I'll do it. Yep. I, I like the storyline. You know, it, it, it's been playing on dark and elevation mostly, but the Matt Hardy, Ethan Page storyline with Isaiah Cassidy, it's really good stuff. It's long-term sto storytelling. It's really good stuff. It's got a lot of comedic layers to it, but some, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one I've really enjoyed. And, you know, we were talking about who's going to be the one to knock off Jade. Who's going to be the one to give Hook his first loss? That's going to be a yeah. big decision, too. Taz. Oh. <laughs> Taz says, enough of this. I want my belt back. Yeah. Uh, Hook just decides to start wearing orange. Taz gets pissed. That's my color. Nobody wears orange except me. Well, the hook on his trunks are orange. True. That's the only orange his dad will let him get by with. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's a whole rabbit hole we could go down. There are a lot of guys I'd like to see give Hook his first loss, but at the same time, I, don't I enjoy want Hook him. Man, he's compelling. He, you know, I I do wish they would give him more matches, but I understand why they don't because he's a special draw when he does wrestle and he doesn't say much. But man, for the for his first debut match, he's he's got it. He's got it. The dude was over before he ever even had his first match. Well, CM Punk helped with that. Sand yep. Hook. That yep. line right there. Yep. Yep. That and uh, BTE. BTE eating chips. Yep. Every single week. That's all he ever did. They tried to get words out of him, and he'd just keep eating those chips. Yep. Yep. You know, if I ate chips like that, I'd, I'd be a lot bigger than I am now. <laughs> So the dude's got a fast metabolism and works out a lot. I'll give him that. Sometimes pro wrestling simple simple simple's better. 
simpler yeah. the better. I mean, sometimes it doesn't have to be too complex. So yeah, yeah. Uh, up next, it's all about the boom as it's story time with Adam Cole, baby. Uh, he says he's love just... seeing him as a face. By the way, oh, I love know. seeing him as a face. We were talking about that when he first came back and announced that sometime in March he'd be coming back into the ring. And I'm like, he's seeming like a face. And you're like, no, he's going to stay a heel. They're going to keep him a heel. And I did not say that either. You were, it had to be Chef. It wasn't me. I said with the way the crowds reacting, you have to take, take him face. I said, he's been healed the whole time. Well, the crowd reacted when he was healed the same way they do when he's face. So true. But you know, it's hard to bring anybody back after nine months as a heel. Yeah. 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 Um, he says, you know, it's been nine months and he keeps getting asked who's going to be his first opponent. You, you said the, the, the Twitters were blowing up with, uh, Jay White, Mm -hmm. but I would love to see Jay White be all lead, but I I really think he's going to be part of the WWE roster here in the next few weeks. And, uh, I think he shows up the night after WrestleMania on, on April 3rd. That's my guess. And you know what? Here's the best part. All right. You you got to give it to uh, Stanford because they're going to have us all tuning in April oh, 3rd to see if he shows up. And, and I, I will say, you know, I'm still a pro wrestling fan of all different promotions. AEW is my favorite. That It's all of our favorites. That mm-hmm. You, me, Shep, that's why we talk about it. But we will tune in to WWE from time to time. You know, I'm I'm excited to see Cody and Roman. I want to see Cody finish the story. He's still my favorite pro wrestler. Um, and I always enjoy watching the night after Mania because the Raw after Mania because surprises, the crowds are usually on fire. It's always a fun one to tune into anyway. So I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to tune in that night. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, there's always those terrible towns to go to for wrestling. Yes. Like where yes. the crowd is not hot. Mm-hmm. I really hope they never book a Monday after Mania in one of those cities by mistake. Right, right. Oh, well, man, I'm assuming it's in Los Angeles since I think WrestleMania is so. in Los Angeles, and that's that's pretty good, pretty so. good one for it. But I'm trying to think now that you mentioned that where it was there was a dynamite crowd. It's probably two months ago, so maybe three months ago. That was so dead. I remember saying on the podcast, I never wanted them to go back there. I don't remember where it was, but it was awful. Yeah, I don't remember either, but I know where you're talking about. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't remember. I'll have to do some research and report back next week. Okay. You do that. I'm looking to see uh, if it shows where it's at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. L.A. Yep. You were right. Um, This was props to Cole for this promo with Daniel Garcia. Garcia, I don't know what he was thinking tonight. The, the coat jacket hanging off the shoulder. Coming out there talking like he's from New York. It was terrible. Yeah, Garcia, I was really intrigued by his character when he was, you know, Danielson was trying to get him to be a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer, and and then they kind of just dropped that. And now I'm back to, he's great in the ring, but I really don't care for his character. Now I will say it was nice that when, in his promo night, he still was having trouble with saying sports entertainer over pro wrestler. So there's still that layer right there that they can revisit eventually. But, I mean, this will be a fun match next week because Garcia can really go in the ring with the best of them. And, I mean, he's beat Danielson. He's beat Brody King. He's beat, uh, I forget who else he listed tonight. And it's Adam Cole's first match in nine months. So it's it's going to be a great 
in ring match, but um, a little underwhelming for the opponent. But, eh, is what yeah. it is. Is what it is. But maybe you know he's only ninety percent, so they wanted to give him somebody that could work with that, yeah. not give him somebody a huge size difference wise. And these two are very close in size, height wise yep. and weight wise. So I think it'll be even more entertaining. Well, and you give him this match, you know, you build up some other matches and get knocked the rust off. Then you give him a big opponent for double or nothing. And there's that storyline, too, with the lead, too. Uh, anyway, next, and this is the part I wanted to talk about, where I said I have so many questions during the show. Uh, Kenny Omega is shown backstage with Don Callis. Omega admits he should have gone with the Bucks. Callis says them going to a hospital might have been the best thing. He's in a singles match, and he's back. Callis then says the god of pro wrestling is back, and it starts tonight. So is Callis back to turn in, trying to turn Kenny heel again? Yep. You remember two years ago, he uh, persuaded the Bucks to turn heel and join with Kenny. Now he's trying to push the Bucks away and get Kenny, get Kenny to himself and get him to focus on singles. And, you know, where does Takeshka fit into all this? Because we keep seeing Don uh, yeah. with him. So something's there. Something is Kenny going to kick Don to the side? Is Don going to turn on Kenny and side with Takeshka and get him to go heel? I don't know. I'm really intrigued. How It's just another layer of the story. I'm intrigued how this is going to play out. But Don, I like him better as a heel because I like to hate his guts. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, some of my questions got answered tonight later on in the show, um, which, again, Logan was watching, and I got to explain it all to him, which was cool. Yeah, that's I fun. That. That's fun stuff. Yeah. Up next, we got uh, Stu Grayson and John Moxley, one-on-one singles action. It's great to see Stu back in the ring as a singles competitor. The dude can go. Uh, had a little bit of a botch at one point. He went for a, a kick, over-the-head kick or something, and like barely connected with Mox's hand, but Mox still sold the shit out of it. Well, and uh, when he was laying in the elbows, the camera panned, and he was oh. whiffing. And so the camera hurried up and panned off, like, not doing this again, not going down December 2019 Dark Order angle again. <laughs> but, no, it was a fine match. We all knew Mox was going to get over, um, which I was fine with. But, you know, if we're going to keep giving the Dark Order TV time like this, let's give them a story. Um, I know they're yeah. involved with BCC, but so is the Elite, and that that uh, overlaps, um, takes attention away from Dark Order. So, But. We'll revisit that after the main event. Okay. <laughs> um, up next, uh, Ricky Starks is shown backstage and says Juice Robinson can see him on AEW Rampage as he issues an open challenge to him. Yeah, let's get this thing going. Uh-huh. Too much and talking. Then, and then probably the worst segment of the night, QTV. Oh, that was awful. Awful. Last week's I could deal with. Odd. Tonight's awful. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one segment my fiance watched tonight. She goes, what is that? And that was hard to explain because I was talking that about how it's a TMZ. She goes, you know, I, I get that. But she goes like, who are these people? What are they doing? What are they talking about? I'm like, I'm like, babe, it's, it's just not a good segment. <laughs> Pretty much. It's not a good segment. It was just like I know, something that shouldn't be on there. I know QT and I know Aaron Solo. Who's Harley? That's the blonde girl. Oh, um, yeah, I know that. But I. Yeah, I I need to look her up. Uh, she Wait, was talking was she about one of those like independent come to 
Dynamite to take on Jade Cargill and stuck around. It, it, it might have been on Dark and Elevation. I'm not too familiar, but I just know she gets talked about because she's very attractive. Um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. Hobbs wasn't even there. I mean, he you know calls in. All it is is bashing Wardlow here, left and right. So it's, yeah, okay. Ray Phoenix this week and uh, another open challenge has been issued. But we're going to cut right to the rampage yep. that says. You'll see. Will Hobbs take on, yeah, um, Penta. Penta. Thank you. Yep. Couldn't think of it there for a minute. Could think of everything else but Penta, which is you know predictable. Um, yeah, it'll be a good match, but Will's gonna go over. You know, the Lucha Bros. I don't know, and, and I'm sure somebody could tell me this, and I'm sure I'm wrong, but it feels like Phoenix and Penta have had the most single title opportunities in AEW to never win one yes for for every title tnt title and world title they've both had chances and never won yeah uh and they haven't challenged for the international yet right right because when the correct me if i'm wrong here the only two people to hold it were um pock and cassidy correct yep and they didn't challenge pod because you know death triangle Right, right. Yep. Okay, so maybe we'll see them go for that belt and lose there, too. I, I would be all for one of them holding it eventually, to be honest. It would work. It's another good conversation, another rabbit hole we could go down to. Who takes that off Orange Cassidy eventually? Because he's had it since, like, November or December. Yeah, and uh, successful defenses clearly hasn't lost a match since he won it. And TK really protects Orange, so... And speaking of the Lucha Bros, didn't they just get, like, final rounds in AAA for something? Didn't I just see something about AAA and the Lucha Bros? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was, <laughs> though, to be honest. Okay. I just saw the finals or crown champion or something, and I saw Penta and Phoenix, and I went, oh, hey, yeah. it's the Lucha Bros. Yeah, they, they're still like the only AEW talents that wrestle down AAA, seems like. so. Yeah, most of them come to AEW. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that partnership hadn't been a two-way street too much, but no. tonight it was. Well, well, there for a while, AEW was sending guys to AAA and nobody was coming to AEW, so maybe right. it's TK's way of saying it's time to return yeah. the favor. Yeah. Uh, up next is our singles women or single women's match of the night. Tony Storm, Sky Blue. This was a back-and-forth match. I thought, I mean, my heart of hearts told me that Tony was winning this, but I was really pulling for Sky at several points in this match. couple close uh, near falls. Um, yeah, she put up a lot better fight than I thought she was going to. Yeah, and then, of course, every time she hit a good move, it uh, seemed to anger Storm and yeah, those last few moves from Storm really did her in. The hip mm -hmm. attack into a German suplex and then Storm Zero. Yep, that'll do it. She wasn't kicking out after the hip attack, let alone the German and then Storm Zero. Nope, and you know, we, we saw uh, Ruby and uh, Soraya really take the boots to her at one point yep. uh, with the, with showing off their new jackets as the outsiders. Yeah. For the, uh, outcasts. Outcasts, yeah. I keep wanting to call them outsiders. Outcasts. Yeah, they want to. This is all based off the outsider storyline. But, you know, after the match, 
they go for the spray paint. Then we see uh, Rio with that PBC pipe again that they want us to think is a real <laughs> that heavy pipe. steel pipe. Her and Willow Nightingale come down for the save. So Yes. You you beat me to that part. I was just getting ready to talk about that. Got the uh, broadcast podcast tuning in. Saying evening, gentlemen. Evening to you as well. Thanks for thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, please hop in our discussion if you if you feel like doing so. Yeah. Leave us your thoughts on uh, any of the matches or anything we've got to say. Yep, or we'll go down rabbit holes. You know, we like to do that. So You could be what fuels one of those rabbit holes. <laughs> uh, up next, Stu Grayson is shown backstage getting a medical check, which leads to the BCC jumping him. I like how Moxley did it. I mean, he just yeah. kind of stand there all cool, casual, and <laughs> said one line. I don't remember what the line was off the top of my head. I and then neither. gets him in a chokehold. And Claudio and Wheeler take out the the doctor or the medical assistant there. And, uh, yeah, not, so. Not Doc Simpson. No, but it was not Doc Sampson. So it was the other guy. And, no, I uh, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Maybe that guy was Doc Simpson since it's actually Doc Samson, and we know this. Could be. Maybe that's the assistant. Could be. New storyline. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be stupid enough to try to challenge Doc Samson. <laughs> no, he's pretty jacked. He can hold his own, I think. I think he's the most jacked medical guy I've ever seen for pro wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, because usually they're just extras. Yeah. This guy is not. No, he's legit doctor. Well, he's, the one, he's the one who saved Jerry the Keen Lawler's life when he had the heart attack on Raw. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Main event time. Kenny Boy, Omega. Why was it a main event? Ooh, yeah. I mean, you wondered where this was going to end up on the card, kind of. Um, but it wouldn't have done good anywhere else. Calling it a dream match they had to put as the main event. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, these two could have an opening match, just not together. <laughs> True. True. It would steal the entire show, and, and you would just oh, lose this... interest at every match after if this was this, the opener. You know, and, and I and, and I, kudos to AEW. You know, they announced this match last Thursday, I believe it was, or maybe it was even early Friday, and then they gave a little back story on it on Rampage last week gave a backstory on it again tonight gave a backstory on it on their social media earlier today so they were giving people a reason why this match is happening and kudos to them for that because that is one uh, complaint I do see from a lot of pro wrestling fans the AEW doesn't give us enough reasons why they're having these matches oh you say it's such a good matchup why are we seeing it because TK holds the pencil <laughs> Well, WCW got criticized for the same thing. Bischoff did that a lot too. But when you got such a talented roster, sometimes you just put two talented guys together without much of a story and they have a great match. So it didn't always have to have a story, but I will agree more times than not, I do like to see it have a story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was a big story, but it wasn't a huge story. It was pretty quick. Right. And Justin Roberts kind of wrapped it up. Yeah, in the intro, <laughs> but, but boy, it was good to hear Roberts go through all of Kenny's accolades like he likes him to do the North Carolina, and just to hear uh, Battle Cry again. I mean, it's been oh, yeah. so long since we heard that on Dynamite. It's just awesome, awesome it's stuff. My, it's in my workout playlist. It's in mine too. I actually uh, worked out to it tonight. So big fan of uh, Battle Cry. Yeah, it's a good one. 
first probably i think it may have actually been the first aew theme song i got i think i got it before uh super kick party I got Kingdom, but I don't know if he, that's that's more of a Cody song. No. He had it. He had it before AEW. So, well, yeah, yeah. All but right. if we're talking AEW only, uh, Battle Cry, and then um, well, I got um, Adam Cole's. It's all about the boom. That's a good one. But then all the rest are you know Fozzy, you know Judas, and some yeah. other songs they've used at pay per views and stuff. So can't go wrong with Fozzy. No, no, no. It's good stuff too. All right, so we see uh, in the main event, if you haven't figured it out yet, as by the title of tonight's episode, <laughs> Kenny Omega taking on Bankingo. And I'm not going to try to pronounce the other three-fourths of that. We're just going to go. El Hio del Vikingo. There you go. There you go. There you go. Tanner said it, so I don't have to. <laughs> I'm not saying it again. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, when I say a lot of back and forth action, I mean a lot of back and forth action. Uh, props to the ref for doing everything he could. You know, it was nice. He was willing to. And of course, it was Paul Turner, and he's very familiar with pro wrestling and the talent. So he has no issues getting up in Kenny's face going, this isn't a no DQs match. This is a regular match. You don't need that table. We don't need to do that. Put the table down. And of course, Kenny kind of ignored him and set the table up anyway and ended up going through it with a uh, with Van Kingo hitting a 630. 630 was nasty. That was one of the more impressive wrestling moves I've ever seen. And I knew the dude was going to do stuff like that. I mean, we've. I really wish Shep was joining us tonight because he saw him live, Warrior Wrestling in South Bend just a month or so ago, and he did a crazy spot there, jumping off a I don't even know what you call it, like a brick platform. Um, I don't know, yeah, but yeah, and uh, I think you hit the six thirty cent on there too. Oh, the guy, the guy's unbelievable. This guy, this is the first time I had watched him live in action because Triple A is really protective of his highlights mm-hmm. and stuff and yep. his full length matches. They're hard to watch if you don't order the actual event. Um, and I can see why, cause he's a freak athlete, tons of high spots, athleticism off the charts, good worker. And when his contract comes up, triple a TK better should give him whatever money he wants to make him all leap. Cause I will be so pissed off if after tonight, WWE, because they should be interested if they somehow get their foot in the door and end up signing him and eventually, because they will not use him yeah. to his capabilities. This no. guy, like like I said, tonight was the first time I've watched him live for a, a full entire match. And I got to be honest, he, I could watch him every day of the week. He's that entertaining to me. This is the type of wrestling I enjoy. Him and Kenny, back and forth. Five stars in my book. It was beautiful. Kenny hit what three or four V triggers? Oh yeah, and and hit some um, snapdragons, and then awesome finally, mom. finally put him away with a one winged angel, which nobody or rarely anybody, I should say, kicks out of. Uh, nobody kicks out of the one winged angel. Just listen to Don Callis. Yeah, well, I, why I say that I couldn't, I can't, I can't remember going back to full gear twenty twenty one, but I think Heyman kicked out of it. Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember. If not, I know Okada did once in 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 their trilogy. I know he did one time. All so, right, but very few, very very few. 
yeah, there there's one hand how many people have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course Kenny Omega picks up the victory. Uh Tony Schiavone gets into the ring to interview Omega. Uh, but the Blackpool Combat Club jumps in from behind. The attack continues until you hear the sirens wailing from the ambulance. Uh, I immediately went, hey, it's Hegman. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Popped a little bit. Uh, that took me back to the Attitude Era just a little bit. Um, Hangman wakes his way down. One thing I'm not a big fan of when it comes to Hangman, and I don't know if you've picked up on this, anytime he's doing a run-in, he has to wait on the music. Yes, yes, that's that's and that's a pro wrestling flaw. Is I mean, let's be honest. You know, a lot of times run-ins they wouldn't play music, and and same thing for surprise entrances. I know why they do it because they got to let the crowd know who it is. But if you, it was truly a surprise, you wouldn't have the music queued up. You know, it's little nitpicky things like that. But yeah, and and what I know, a lot of times when Hangman makes run-ins like this, he's carrying a weapon. Yes, which and tonight was a big it, old spike two by four. Yep. Uh, painted black. Yes. Hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, but uh, he, the BCC take off, jumps out of the ring. Uh, Callus stops him from trying to attack the BCC. Hangman's trying to shake him off of his arm, and then Don Callis throws himself down because he sees Kenny's getting up as Don Callis. Eddie. Yes, he did. Uh, as... This answered my questions from earlier. Callus is going to be the one to drive the wedge between uh, Kenny, the Bucks, and Hangman. Because, but here becomes the problem. This is where Kenny could go with this. Was he out there to avenge the Bucks being attacked, or Dark Order? Mm-hmm. See, there's how your story becomes intertwined. And I bet they do go that route, even though I could counter it with, well, he rode with the Bucks to the hospital. So, yeah, in my mind, that's where he's going. But I can see how Kenny could twist that. No, not Kenny so much, but Don. Yeah, because I, I don't want to. I don't want Kenny to be healed again this this quick. His return. No, no, not unless we're going to bring right back to the cleaner. Yeah, right. We didn't get much of the cleaner when he was a heel. I want to, and I feel like like this storyline, whatever they're gonna do, they're gonna do it at double or nothing or or blood and guts because then you got Forbidden Door, and these guys are gonna be in different storylines for that. So because Kenny's gonna probably be defending his IWGP US title at that event. So yeah, because I think uh, somebody's already uh, issued the challenge. Well, Osprey's on the shelf right now, injured. Huh. Huh. Just Somebody. got injured. Just got injured. They had to replace him because um, I was going to say, Speedball, I Speedball Bailey was supposed to. Speed, he did. Speedball Bailey was supposed to face him at the upcoming pay per view next weekend between Impact and New Japan. But um, Tanahashi's replacing um, Osprey because he's injured. So Okay. A lot of people being replaced here recently uh, for one allegation or injury of another yeah, sport it's true it's true a lot of a lot of the other pay-per-views outside of mania next week are getting impacted which by the way paul you're putting your title oh, on the line next week yes uh, i was just getting ready to uh remind you oh i haven't forgot oh i haven't forgot yeah so it's okay. mission is shelf space over here oh is it 
So, mm-hmm. so here, here's it's it's getting cleaned right now because it was rather filthy and slimy, and I don't want to know what you did with that, Sammy. <laughs> Some of the things I found on that were a little concerning. I had to have it professionally cleaned. <sighs> I don't, I don't want to know. I've got a feeling that the uh, HBK <laughs> photos are going to come out, and there's going to be a video of you doing things with that belt that nobody should ever see. But you know, no comment. See. No comment, all the comment that we need here on the Kicking Out podcast. I, I will not go down that rabbit hole. No, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Ever. <laughs> Never, ever. Um, but anyway, yes, I, I will be defending uh, the KOP Predictions Championship next Friday night. Yes. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be one I will be watching. I'm going to got a bachelor party to go to. Oh, buddies, so not your own yet. Not my own, no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. That's still a couple months away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but so I will not be. I'll be following along though on my phone because I'm going to win that title back. So, Uh-oh. so next week, what we're saying is next Wednesday we have to make predictions, even though that's going to be tough because ROH shows on Thursday. So we might not know hardly any matches at all. I know. I think there's like two or three so far, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, there's not going to be many. So you might, you might get lucky this time around. So if we all pick the same people and have the same confidence points, uh, I retain by draw, right? Yeah, I won't even make graphics if that happens. I'll switch. A pick. <laughs> I'll switch a pick to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. Yes. Money's writing on Kenny Omega to win all the gold. <laughs> Was this 2021 again? Yes. The belt collector is back. That was that was cool. That was cool. It was. It was. Uh, FTR did it better. Yes, they did. <laughs> uh, make Shep happy because, you know, Shep would say that FTR, Dax, did it better. Uh, he'd give Dax the wrestler of the night's night for saying, like, three lines. Yeah, three, four lines. Um, anytime. I mean, he could have come out there and just got spit on and he would have been wrestler of the night for Shep. That was nasty. That was a dude. He was, tried to that wipe was, that away and it just, yeah, I was like, Oh, string. Man. That was pretty nasty. Oh. I, I give those guys props. Cause that's one thing a pro wrestler. I would not do. I don't do body fluids from somebody no. like that. So, no, no, no. Uh, so, you know, big shout out to Don Callis for the don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Yep. That guy, I, I like him as a heel because I, I like to hate his guts. So here's what, here's the thing. Does Omega follow him again, or does Omega kick him to the curb? I think Do he the follows him. Then, I think he follows him, then kicks him to the curb. Because like I could say, you know, like oh, they could find video of Callus doing that tonight, but also in that same sense, how about the video from Full Gear 2021? We never, ever, because of Kenny taking time off, we never went back to that story of Matt and Nick have potentially, or they could have stopped Hangman, and they didn't, and they gave him the nod. And even the Adam Cole thing, you know, I, I know injuries and whatnot screwed all that up, but oh, you yeah. can always revisit that stuff too. That's why this storyline's got so many layers. But see, here's what I want to see happen before we get all the way heel Omega. We have him teetering, leaning more towards the Bucks, and then Adam Cole rejoined the elite. Yeah, 
and hand Kenny a monster. <laughs> do, you, do you think enough people, if they did it on Dynamite, would understand it? Oh, I think so. Because okay. it was when they did it on BTE, it was the most talked about segment. I, I, I do understand that, but you got to think Dynamite debuted in 2019. Yeah. So I wonder how many of those fans started watching in 2019. Because there's a lot of younger fans that probably did. Well, and didn't watch BT, but, but well, if they did watch BT when Adam Cole came to AEW, they referenced that's that true. That's true. Because, that's true. That's true. Because Adam gave him a, a monster and kind of was like, "Oh, I didn't do anything to it." And then that's he starts true. choking, and he's like, <laughs> "And I know AEW fans, or most of them, are the most hardcore of hardcore. Like you, myself, and Shep, we understand all that. But I do always kind of wonder." what percentage of the audience does watch BT every week? You know, I feel like it's lower percentage now than it used to be because honestly, BT is oh. not as good a show as it used to be, even though I, I enjoyed this past Monday and I'm starting to enjoy it more now that we're getting the elite back into main storylines on dynamite. Cause for a while they were just kind of off to the side doing their own thing. They weren't in one of the one or two main storylines of dynamite. Now they are. Well, see, here's what does it for me. I don't want to rewatch the match from Cutler Cam. No. No, I don't either. I don't I, care what Cutler's saying in the middle no. of the match. Now, this week's was cool because of the fact that you heard the mic trying to cut out from the fact that it couldn't handle the noise and things like that. That right. was cool because they were in Canada, Jericho and Omega. Right. But not every week. No, I, I enjoy watching Matt and Nick like traveling through the airports. I'll be honest, I, I skipped through the Hollywood hunk stuff. I skipped through. There's a couple other acts. I don't even know their names. I skipped through. I'll watch Peter Avalon and, and, and Leva's stuff. And then, I'll, of course, well, I watch the end usually. In the match, sometimes I'll fast-forward color cam. Sometimes I'll watch. It just depends on which match they're featuring. So, Yeah. But other other like I don't watch Sammy's. And he doesn't do it every week anymore anyways, but I don't watch Sammy's anymore consistently. Um, I do watch a lot of Ethan Page's stuff still, though. I, I enjoy his stuff. Well, yeah, you're an Ethan Page, Mark. You just won't admit it. I do like Ethan. Yeah, I, I, I think he's very entertaining. I think he can go in the ring, and I want him to give him a big spotlight. I thought they were going to give him a push for a little while, and they kind of backed off. So Every time, because Every they time. know you like him. TK's going, all right, all right, screw you, Tanner. Damn you, Tony. You don't have the pencil. Damn you, Tony. I'm going to get that shirt just for you, Tony. I just, we've been going an hour and five minutes, and I just realized this is sitting right next to me. I just have pens around because I use pens more often, but I just like to, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know where it came from. It's sitting on my desk. Well, when you have kids, things just pop up. Be prepared. Oh, that's what, that's what, that's what I'm told. So be prepared. (laughs) Be prepared. All right, I will. All right, so um, your overall thoughts on the show for tonight, and your I overall really, rating. I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed last week's show, and you know, I forget what I rated. I think it was like a seven nine last week, and I was a little mad at myself about thirty minutes after the show that I didn't rate it higher because I really did think it was a good show, and I thought I nitpicked. So, with that said, tonight I'm going eight four. All right, all right. I, I really enjoyed it. There wasn't a whole lot I could nitpick. I mean, I could nitpick about the MGF and Pillars stuff with the audio not coming in. 
right away and kind of delaying. And, and like you said, the Mark Sterling part where he said he had sent the season assist and, and they said they were going to, um, Paul, you're breathing so loud into the mic right now. I cannot concentrate through my headphones. Thank you. <laughs> I was trying to mess you up. <laughs> you were. Um, <laughs> where, uh, yeah, little little nitpicks tonight, but I really enjoyed the in-ring work, and especially the main event. Main event gets five stars in my book. That's why I got the title of the episode. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I'm, I'm a little lower than you, though. I'm at 8-2. Okay. Because I do have to nitpick those little things. That's fair. I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah. All right. So uh, your wrestler of the night. In a losing effort, but in his AEW debut, Vikingo. All right. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like seeing new talent. I like seeing new talent, especially when they're hyped up by the internet and the pro wrestling world. And this one's rightfully so, cause he's the real deal. And I hope Tony some way, someday makes them all elite. Uh, we can only hope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking a loser as well. <laughs> uh, Stu Grayson. I had a feeling you could go there. Stu's your guy. Yeah. I'm a big Stu Grayson fan. Um, I might have popped a little bit on Monday when he threw himself into the table because he was so confused that Anna wasn't there. It was good stuff. Spent a good 10, 15 seconds looking around the room for it and then just chucks himself in the table. In the Dark Order stuff on BT, I got to take it or leave it. Sometimes it's good, sometimes not so much. But more times than not, it's still good. But Yeah, yeah. and that's one of those things. Again, you if you want to do this whole elite hangman thing, you've got to bring BTE into the Dynamite world somehow mm-hmm. because he's still... Every week, Hangman goes and talks with Dark Order. Yeah. So you you got to you got to bring in that Dark Order elite situation at some point. I did. The only thing I didn't like at the end of BT, and I, and I enjoyed the group text message. I wanted the music, Paul. I wanted the music. I wanted that sad, sentimental, emotional music. I forget what the song's called. I found it on YouTube finally after searching for for a long time. It's got <laughs> a weird like foreign name or something, but. Um, I wanted that music and we didn't get it because that, that hits right in the feels. That takes me back to old BT. Takes me back to the shattered picture frame and just all that good stuff from from twenty twenty one and and and, and previous. It's good stuff. Everybody's sitting on the rocking chairs in front of uh, Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Yep, I even did that last time. I went to Cracker Barrel and and uh, yeah, and they. Uh, I, I remember I, I I tagged them about it and they said uh, we can't wait till the boys get back together or something. It was and I popped. I got needs yep. to pop there. Yep, of course. The those days there were a few more members in the elite. Yeah. Yep. More sad music. Cue the sad music, Tanner. Well, I'll cue our music. Oh well, let me get some things out first. You know, that's I will. As long as you thought it was. Yeah, you got thirty-five Jeez. seconds. So. Yeah. So give me like you know a minute and then start wrapping it. I gotcha. Uh, all right. Uh, be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. And if that happens to be Apple Podcast, be sure to leave us that five star rating because we are five star KOP. And don't forget, you can stop by kickingoutshop.com and you can pick up a five star KOP shirt along with any of the designs we have. 
and you can use promo code MARCH23, all caps on March, through the end of the month. you got nine days left, well, eight days by the time you're listening to this, um, to get free shipping on all orders. doesn't matter how big or small, all orders will get free shipping with promo code MARCH23. And be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee 92. Be sure to follow myself, Paul Zartman, at Paul Zartman 921. And with that, for Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, who will be back with us again hopefully next week, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we make predictions and kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>